look at that. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So that means it's UK Cowboys time. And joining this week is, of course, the one and only great friend of ours, Mr. Bluff City Cowboys, Marcus. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, guys. Thank you. For, thank you for the invite again. I always appreciate coming and talking football with you guys across the pond. I, you know, the, the seat's always, we tell you all the time, mate, the yeah. seat is always always open for you um yes i mean we'll get into the pre-game show but since you're on and you're here before i get your opinion on okay how you think the cowboys season is going so far especially after last week's game you know um i mean i think it's better than last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean record is pretty similar at this point um mm-hmm. of the season but overall just over the course of the year, this has been a much better year. Uh, yeah. I feel like this team is more battle-tested than last year. I mean, we went five weeks with a backup quarterback, had a winning record. Um, we've blown out some good teams. Uh-huh. We've had some adversities that would have taken us out in the past and overcame them. So I, I feel like this team is much better suited to um, have a little have a little bit more playoff success. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we still – we still have to get over that Tom Brady hump, and that's pretty much inevitable. Inevitable at this point, guys. We're playing yep. Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay first round. There's oh yeah, no way that's not happening. So no. we we still got to make that one happen. But I feel like this team is prepared for any type of adversity that they may face um, than years past. But yeah, I think I think it's interesting that you know this year the the watchword that all the T-shirts have been made up is resilient. And, you know, literally we have, we've we've come through all sorts of things that have happened this year, losing Dak for a number of weeks, you know, um, losing Tyron before the season even came, it kicked mm-hmm. off, having to start a rookie left tackle, you know, having one of the better offensive lines for a period. And, you know, now we've, we've got um, Terrence Steele going out injured this last weekend as well. It's, it's just another thing that we've got to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, and I, I definitely agree with you as well. But what's funny is in in the off season, like I was saying it, I was like, it, it's funny because like this roster, and this was before we even played a snap. I was like, last year's roster was far more talented. And I would say even now, I would stick with that comment that last year's roster was much more talented than this year's, but this year's roster seems to be playing better as a team and like as if the coaching has found a groove with everything. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Just seems to be like there's that that essence to it, you know, like all around, you know, like loads of little stuff, you know, just like the simple thing like Brett Maher is another good example, you know, like the kick in is better and you get Turpin, you know, these, these players weren't more talented. They just happened to, they should be playing better and playing better as a team. And I got a purple bauble right in my face. Like, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. So uh, we are here to talk about this weekend's game, uh, which is against Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it is in TIAA Stadium field, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, early kickoff again. But it's going to be interesting as well. And we'll talk about the additions in the news and notes. 
And I get I, I do this to start every show, and we ask everybody at home as well, the MVPs of this show. Just basically, guys, what do you feel about this weekend's game? Just like the general feel. I think I think last weekend was a wake up call. And you know, much like much like us frittering away a 14-point lead against the Packers and losing in overtime, I mm-hmm. think um this is this is a wake-up call for us. I think the guys should respond this week. It's gonna it is gonna be a tough game. It, it's it's almost like um, you know, Jacksonville seem to be finding their form at the moment. They're you know, they had a big win last week against uh, the Titans. Yeah. Um you know, and they're they're making a push for the playoffs because their division is pretty weak at the moment. There's as uh, Titans are leading it, but you know, um, Jaguars are obviously a couple of games back, I think. But you know, if they can win out or whatever, you know, they're looking good for the postseason as well. And you've got a crafty coach who knows who knows the NFC East as well, and uh, Doug Peterson yeah. as well. So um, yeah, I think this this is going to be a good game anyway. Yeah. Yeah, just to piggyback off what Lauren said, I agree 100%. I've had this game circle since preseason. Uh, when we did our pregame show, this was the game where, where I was like, I don't know what to expect when we get to this point. Um, uh, this is this is our last year's Raiders game. Yeah, that's true. You, you, got, you got a team who's been underperforming, but they're still in the playoff hunt, just like the Raiders were last year. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They just don't consistently put it all together. Because if you look at this team on paper, on offense, they're explosive. On defense, they got some guys. Um, They've got the coaching. Um, It just, they haven't been consistent throughout the year. And this is one of those games where you know the stadium's going to be rocking. Yeah. You know this is going to be pretty much their breakout game of the year. So let's see if, so you know you're going to get their A game. So you just have to be aware of stuff like that. Yeah. And they, as well, they are a team that in like, you know, when you think about like the sort of the last month or so is on an incline. They're a team on the rise, like as if all the parts have started to click at the right time. And I mean, they've won three of the last five games. Yep. Which it, which is quite significant. But let's get into the news and updates, guys, and then we can crack on with the show. So let's hit this. All right, so the big news is obviously the T.Y. Hilton sign-in. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, since Hilton's been signed, they have signed as well Trayvon Mullen, quarterback mm-hmm. second uh, pick. Um, or was that the Cardinals he played last? Ra- he played Raiders, tw- Raiders, Raiders 2019, I think. That's right. Yeah. Then he went to the Cardinals, I just think they moved on. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they've also signed another nose tackle, uh, Anthony Rush, which is no surprise with what's happened with Hankins. So we're going to have to do something. Yeah, and that's, a, that's actually quite a significant loss when you think of, like, Hankins was starting to find the groove. You, they were finding a way to put him on the field, and it was working. Um, yeah. So that's a big loss. Um, now, we're going to check the, the practice report, which should be out any minute. Um, but yesterday, Curse and Ferguson were shown as limited. Uh, obviously, Ferguson is a big one because he's on concussion protocol. So mm-hmm. we know where that one's going. But Curse, uh, he's going to be quite important, especially with the way 
Uh, Evan Ingram played um, mm-hmm. last week. Oh, like over, I think it was over 160 yards and two touchdowns. And that's the thing. I mean, we will talk about the, the, this, their offense when we get to the Cowboys' defense because this is a sneaky one. OBJ watch. That's still going on. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. So Your far, man. he hasn't made a decision yet, but we'll see where that was going. Uh, we'll talk about it on the Cowboys' offense side is the O-line options. So that's going to be a tricky one to try and figure out. Uh, but let's talk, first of all, guys, T.Y. Hilton. What do you guys make of that sign-in? Well, um, preseason, that was one of the main guys I had circled to, for us to target. Yeah. Um, he he fit he doesn't fit the typical cowboys um archetype for a wide receiver so that's why i thought we never take them they yeah. never take short shifty fast speed receivers but i mean if you look at it from what he provides he gives you veteran help on the outside which uh-huh. allows you to keep cd lamb inside and moving him around which works very well for him um he gives you a legitimate deep threat which we don't have i mean yeah. Michael Gallup does well, but he's a yeah. four or five guy. Noah Brown does well, he's a four or five guy. Uh-huh. You got a legitimate four or three guy. And I know people talk about Turpin, but Turpin came from the Birmingham, whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> That's different from the NFL. Just yeah. because a guy has speed doesn't mean he knows how to make plays deep. And Look T-Y- at John Ross. Exactly. <laughs> Every team has a guy who runs a four three who's not touching the field. Yeah, yeah. T. Y. Hilton yeah, has I, made his career doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think Gallup would normally be our deep threat, but obviously they're they're bringing him back slowly from this yeah. knee injury. I think there's there's you know that's that's another hurdle that they still need to get over. Mm-hmm. Hilton has the potential to take the take the top off the defense. At the moment, we haven't got a receiver that's caught a pass longer than thirty three yards, other than you know with yak with yak afterwards. Mm. But you know, in terms of the amount of uh, the amount of yards covered through the air, we don't have that. And I think that's something like two of nine on deep balls at the moment um, mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks. Um, so we do need to expand that because at the moment, you know, the the defenses that we're facing at the moment are quarters and uh, cover two, and you need something to affect that. Um, and you can do that by having somebody streaking down the field and causing chaos for the rece- uh, the safeties that are back there covering. And, and Lauren, let me say this really quick for for the people who are listening, and uh, shouts out to Joe because I know he's always. Um, heavy in the comments, so thank you for joining <laughs> us in Italy. When you talk about a deep threat guy, there's a difference between Michael Gallup, who may get downfield 30 yards and it's a 50 50 catch, and yeah, Noah yeah. Brown. There's a completely different thing when you got a guy like T.Y. Hilton where you could throw it up and he can run under it. Yeah. You don't have a run under it deep threat guy, mm. and that's something he'll provide us that's different than what Gallup and Brown can provide. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, like I've always said, Michael Gallup is, um, you know, like Des Bryant Jr. You know, he's a lighter mm-hmm. version of that. You think Des Bryant, not a you know, quick burst off the line, his initial burst, insane, but his actual top end speed isn't that big, and he wasn't a huge route runner. What he was good at is the physicality, the catch point, which is what Michael Gallup is good at. And you're quite right, where T.Y. Hilton is more of a technician in that sense and can get out uh, and get free, and he will separate that way. 
Um, so yeah, very, very different. Now the next guy is Trayvon Mullen. Um, now this guy I can actually remember spending some time on um because I wanted him to be one of the Cowboys targets. Um quite sh- he's not huge, but he's very, very shifty. Um like especially you know, getting in and around the ball, he can be very shifty in that sense. What do you guys make of this? Um Obviously, he's going to cover themselves for the injuries, but also as we move into the playoffs, because it's all about bodies, it's all about numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see him making a significant push for the roster spot, or do you think this is something going further and beyond? Now, are you talking about Mullen or, or Alexander? Because you say it's shit. Mullen. Mullen. Okay. I think, to be honest, he's, you know, obviously is a second round pick. He's come from Clemson so he's he's used to the sort of big stage and what have you but he's he's not lasted in the NFL at the moment he's he's been on the Raiders he was on the Cardinals at the beginning strangely enough you know he actually played something like 40 snaps which was a season high for him this this past week and then he was he was cut on uh, Monday or Tuesday and um, you know the the main thing is the Cowboys are trying out trying out guys seeing what they've got as well and you know they're not they're not saying you know normally we are frustrated that you know if you go and have a look at the the Stephen Jones parody on Twitter you know it's always we like our guys sort of thing and this year with all of these people that we're picking up we're actually picking up people that you know potentially have the talent they're they're high draft picks they're you know they've, they've just not panned out with one team mm-hmm. you know it, it just be a different different scheme and it'll work for us or whatever so um i like it from that point of view i just need to see what he can do in in this scheme mm-hmm. yeah so i'm a big draft guy and yeah. i'm an even bigger clemson fan i follow all my clemson guys um, yeah yeah i was pounding the table for j-ron and curse i wish i could do the same thing for mullen um when I look at Mullen play, he's a height, weight, speed guy. Yes. So the, the traits are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was overdrafted by Oakland, um, even coming out. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he was a high second round talent guy. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he has the ability. Well, he, he may have it now, but when he first came out, Oakland was looking for him to kind of be, this is our Trayvon Diggs. Like, you're going to step yeah, on the yeah. field day one. You get the you get the big X receiver and that's your guy. He's not built for that. Well, he's not capable of it, in my opinion, above the shoulders. Below mm-hmm. the shoulders, he has it. So um, I think he was put in a bad situation in Oakland. They sent him to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just a complete um mess. A complete mess. They're just a yeah. bunch of athletes on the team and they have no clue what to do with them. Like no. if you guys want to see. Uh, um, Olympic level team. Go look at the Cardinals defense. Everybody's six two and runs a four three, but their defense is horrible. So I don't know if it's mm. coaching or scheme or what. But age, he, age. When you look at it, they're all veteran players. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. young there. But everybody's big and tall and fast. Yeah. But nothing yeah. works. So I give him a pass with the Cardinals. So I'm hoping he can come here. He plays with a little bit better talent in the secondary. Maybe we can pull something out of him, but but I'm I'm not holding um I'm not holding my breath on that one. 
But yeah. I'm, I'm looking I, forward to seeing them. I, I, I quite liken the, the, the Mullen pick for Oakland as what uh, the Cowboys did with Kelvin Joseph. It's very okay. much kind of yeah. you know that 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 circumstance, what they 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 foreseen and the expectation right. and all the rest of it. But yeah, um, the other part they added is Anthony Rush nose tackle. Um, obviously, we know what's happened with Hankins there. What do you guys make of that? Do you think that's just them covering themselves as they get into the playoffs and see what we can do with it? I, th- I think there's two aspects to this. Yes, it's covering because it, he's a big body. He's, I think he weighed in at 360. Um, mm-hmm. So, But he's also had quite a few cups of tea with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles recently. Um, I'm, li- I'm currently listening to a, a book about the, you know, all the subterfuge that goes on behind the scenes in the NFL and, you know, various ways and they do talk about how they bring practice squad guys in to to find out the secrets of uh, you know upcoming opponents so um yeah. i think i think there's 50 you know there's 50 percent covering yourself on hankins and then there's you know there's also this that you're gonna you're covering yourself on on getting a little bit of insider information on the eagles mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we will return back to the Cowboys practice report once we get to the end and we'll take a look at that. But let's get to the Cowboys offense then, guys, and we will get on with the show. Yes, and I know what you're going to say, Marcus. Offense doesn't have a C in it. It's an S, but all right, all right. <laughs> We spell things differently than you guys do. Yeah. Hey, mate, in some ways, you spell it better than us. Well, that's objective. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into this. So uh, one of the topics that's come up this week is obviously about Dak Prescott, that he hasn't looked good for the last couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, that is true. But can anybody think, is there anything specific we can point at in Dak Prescott's game why these interceptions are becoming an issue? Um, I mean, I don't think there's one thing you can put your hands on. I mean, yeah. look at it last week. The first one, that was the offense we've been running the whole game. Yeah, The guy just got his hands on it. Exactly. I mean, if you, if you go back to the end of the game with the Dalton Schultz catch, Almost the same play. Yeah, the ball exactly. just barely missed the yep. linebacker's hand that time. So we're talking the tip of a finger here between a big play and an interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, we just we just lost our starting right tackle. A new guy came in. Dak's arm got hit. I mean, that happens to any quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, this, the interception goes on Dak. But on those two, you can't just say, like, okay, uh, Dak's just screwing up all over the place. Exactly. Uh, I would have to go back and look at some of the other ones from previous weeks. There were some bad ones in there also, so I don't want to yep. give them a pass. But we, we can't just put all of them on and saying that Dak has some fundamental problem that he go. keeps creating turnovers on his own. And I'm exactly there with you. When I've seen it cropping up and people are like, oh, you know, not, he's on nine interceptions of the year. And it's like, Go back and point to me all the ones. I'm not saying he's completely devoid, uh, right. uh, you know, of it completely. But go show me each one, 
and say to me what he what it was there that he did wrong. He is taking more chances, I will say that. He's trying to thread yeah. the ball into some tight window throws and um he's trying to get the ball into very rapidly closing windows. Mm. Um and I think in part of that is because he's not rushing as much anymore. He's trying to be a pocket passer. So that's gonna naturally happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm totally with you. When I've heard people talking about it, I'm with you. I'm I'm looking at it, I'm going, yeah, but every single one you could point at, you could say, right, that was down to somebody knocking his arm, somebody tipping the ball, somebody getting into pressure. Um yeah. like the one that happened against um who was it with Gallup and he fell down and he got contact. Mm -hmm. If you look at the start of that release, that's a face mask. He lit mm -hmm. the defender literally holds Michael Gallup's face mask. Right. And he's just like, yeah. These are all things, but like you say, Marcus, that you don't put it against the offense, it's a statistic that goes against the quarterback. So then they initially look at that and you go, Yeah, oh, but I, I, I'm totally with you. But go on, Ron, take over. Right? Yeah, well, I mean. Obviously, Dak in, in previous years has been well known for throwing into into coverage and making the tight throws. I think there was a stat stat during the off season that you know he had the highest percentage completions on on deep balls or you know throwing into coverage and you know um, I think it was it was completions where a safety was or a, a, a Defender was within half a yard or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. Dak, Dak had Dak was the highest. We're not seeing that this year. Um, as, as Joe says, there, you know, a lot of the interceptions have come off tips where you know, as soon as it goes to the receiver's hands, the receiver should catch it. Um, if he doesn't, you know, knock it down onto the ground so that you, it's not going up in the air for a defensive back to pinch. Um, You've also had, you know, the option routes that we have where Dak mm -hmm. sees one thing, CD Lamb sees another. There's miscommunication yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, little things like that that just need to be ironed out. And, you know, you got to remember Dak was out for four games this season. You know, that's still something that he, he probably needs to work on. That if he'd been playing those first four games this season, um, you know, he probably would be hitting form now. and um, you know, we'd be, we'd be making a good push. Mm. Um, the, the timing of them, you know, they're they're not hurting us too much. I mean, it, it, it certainly could have worked, been worse than that Texans game that oh, if yeah. Dalton Schultz hadn't come back and tracked back and tackled the guy at the five-yard line and, you know, the defense steps up and makes a fantastic goal line stop. You know, we, we, could, we could have been talking about a loss there on um, Tuesday night, so... Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it was just the first topic I wanted to hit because, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about it and I feel that it's slightly misrepresented, um, especially when you get people like Shady McCoy and <laughs> there's such like giving their um, rather spurious takes that contradict their own comments from a week before. <laughs> Shady's just a <laughs> hater. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. He'll say one thing and then five minutes later he's contradicting himself on something he's just, like, literally saying. Mm -hmm. it, may, it may not even be a week. It might just be a day. He's gone 24 hours and he, he's messed up. But there we go. That's all I'll say. Um, but, um, yes, Tony Pollard and Zeke. In the last three games, 
Their total combined yards per game average rank third in the NFL. They are absolutely storming. The irony here is, is um, for most people on the outside looking in, like ourselves, we've been saying Tony Pollard is this guy. He just never mm-hmm. really got the chance. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about Tony Pollard, especially with this game coming up, because the Jags can be beaten on the ground. Mostly they're going to be beaten yes. in the air when you look at them statistically. Um, but they can be beaten on the ground because their defensive line is quite good at getting there. They just fail to finish on the play. They seem to be in the right place. Seem, yeah, it's, it's finishing that play that they seem to be struggling with. They're there, and then it, it doesn't quite finish off right. The only trouble I've got is I'm worried about the linebacker call. Now, they have their main linebacker is first in the NFL in tackles, and mm-hmm. behind them is Devin Lloyd. And she knows a little bit if you're about playing this week. How, what do you guys make of how Zeke and Pollard, and like the way I look at it, you know, like wheel routes uh, and um, like these sort of uh, semi, it's almost like a semi screen pass that goes out to them. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little bit more used this week because of that. Uh, you know, one thing about watching Jacksonville, you talk about the defensive line, Devin Lloyd misses a lot of tackles. He does. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah. I mean, like 13%, I- which is big. Yes, I mean he's missing two a game. He's mm. overrunning play. He's just a very aggressive player. And Always been. Yeah, and and it's working to his detriment sometimes. And you talk about those little swing passes and stuff like that. I think we're gonna use some of those to take advantage of his aggressiveness. Um, That's right. I'm thinking. I, yeah, I noticed the last two weeks Chad Muma's actually been playing a little bit more because they've been kind of sitting, sitting um, Lloyd down just so we can kind of watch the game a little bit from a from a sideline perspective. Yeah. And then you also got uh, Trayvon Walker, the first-round pick. I mean, that guy has the talent, but when you look at them players, like he doesn't know w- what he's doing or where he's going. Aggressive. So that's another, yeah, that's another guy that we have to take advantage of. because He may not play, though. Oh, he, he won't? May not. Okay. He's, yeah. he's uh, day-to-day with a high ankle sprain. So oh, wow. Which he picked, picked up he's the he's on the practice report as did not participate. Okay. So and like like you say and like what's funny is Trayvon Walker, that ironically though actually plays quite a significant role on their defense. So <laughs> if the, he does go missing, is, is that's a big chunk? But give so it to me. We get to see Tayson from LSU. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and there's a guy you can run on. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he's been he's seen his struggles since joining the NFL, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But what do you make, Lorne, of the run game that the Cowboys can put on the Jaguars' defense? Or do you think the defense will hold up? I, th- I, th- I think we're able to – we'll have plenty of opportunity. I mean, the, the good thing in the last couple of weeks, you've seen a lot of outside runs by Zeke, you know, yeah. which is a sort of tendency breaker. You've seen – inside runs by Pollard and what have you. So this is showing that, you know, you can't just say, right, Pollard's on, defend the outside. Um, you know, Zeke's on, defend the inside, and, they'll, you know, key your defense to the strengths there. Kellen Moore, Stroke, Mike McCarthy, 
are putting the Cowboys running game into position to do these sort of things. Now you've got to you've got to rely that they're actually going to stick with the running game, which yeah. it was stop start last week. Um, but I, I certainly, you know, don't see it being a problem. It all again, it all depends on what we do with the offensive line and how we line up the offensive line. There you go. Um, you just segued nicely there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I mean they've got Smoot and they've got Josh Allen, and you know we was talking about players that will get there but not finish on the plate is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's literally getting into the backfields, getting, but he's just failing to get the sack. Like he's just slightly behind. Dwayne Smoot, like Sam Williams. Yeah, yeah, but very much. Yeah. He's got all the all the power, all the aggression, but just. He's just a tick slow in getting to the quarterback or getting to the ball, you know, getting the ball carrying, finishing on the play. Smoot's having quite a good season. Um, but let's talk about the Cowboys' offensive line because they're going to have to obviously keep these two guys in check. Who are your five guys? But what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? Okay. Um, I mean, if Tyron, if Tyron's healthy, he's playing. Like, no oh, question. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duke Mayweather has been tweeting a lot today saying that he thinks the Cowboys are going to put Tyron Smith at right tackle. Yeah, I've seen Broaders so, talking about that. Yeah, him and Broaders are going back and forth about it a little bit. And, yeah. um, also, Mayweather on his own. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, I, I don't know what that means about the left side. Um, I don't mm. know if they're going to put Tyler back at left and keep McGovern at guard. I think so. Yeah, that would be. Or, and, and let Peters just kind of stay your swing guy. <laughs> So, I yeah. mean, that's kind of where I'm leading, but uh, we'll see. Tyron Smith what, was a great left tackle for over a decade. Exactly. I mean, like, the, the, that's the trouble I've got, is that he is your perennial Hall of Fame left tackle. You know, he's he is that that crown jewel of the offensive yeah. line crown, you know? Um, do I want to move him over to the right? The, the only reason why I would is, like you say, it's the best five guys. Uh Conor McGovern's been a big surprise, especially as we get into the business end of the season. He's really turned it on. Um, like, he's playing for another contract right now. Like, right. if he continues on this ascension, you'd, you you would have to offer him a new... Because he's he's actually playing really well. Yeah. Um, so well, in fact, that you could turn around and say, all right, let's, let's put Tyron Smith at right tackle and keep the left as it is. And as weird as that sounds, if you was to say it any other time, if you was to say that last year, we would be like, what? Right. But yeah, it sounds unusual. Uh, the only thing I would add, uh, and answer me this, right, Lum, the final drive last week against the Texans, from their two-yard line, 11 plays, march downfield, and they literally walk a touchdown in, right? Yep. Their right tackle at the time was Jason Peters on that drive. Peters, yeah. yeah. He was. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, Josh Ball had been in from the middle of the third quarter as well. Josh Ball played something like twenty-two snaps, mm-hmm. and, and you know, yeah, and he he wasn't terrible for most of those. There are just two plays on the on the drive before the the ninety-eight yard drive, two yeah. plays that he probably wish he could have back again, mm-hmm. and you know, again, it's probably with Josh Ball. It's you know, last year was rehabbing. Um, this year he's still not got quite enough sand in the pants, as we say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he 
you know, he was overpowered and walked back into the quarterback. Um, His kick slide needs a lot of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if you still see Josh Ball getting some playing time this week as well. Um, you know, you want both J- Jason Peters hasn't played a full game for us yet, and there's questions about whether he's got enough gas in the tank to play. 60, 70, yeah, 60, yeah. 70 He's a 40-year-old guy, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, Tyron, obviously, you know, he's coming back from injury. That You know, he's been out for 10 weeks or so. You know, he won't have the the game time um, a stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, so m- maybe you, you do some sort of thing where you're rotating the right tackle. Um but, and you know what a right tackle combination to have if you got Jason Peters and Tyron Smith, <laughs> yeah, exactly something out. You know, um, you know, and you know. It, yes, we always talk about how difficult it is to play on another side of the the line from how you're used to lining up. But in run, it, you know, if 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 we're talking about the run game and trying to ex- establish this run game. Then you know that that should be easy. It doesn't matter which side of the line you're on. You know, just get out and block somebody. You know, is, yeah. is the main the main aspect. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm probably going with Tyron Smith at uh, right tackle. To be honest, it works. Is the yeah. thing. Like, I just I like I just I like keeping our best guy on the left. That's the okay. trouble. That that's my thing. The blind side. So, but so the my, issue is is. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the issue is, is, you know, by doing that, what happens to the right? If you do that, that yeah. means that Tyler Smith is sitting out because I'm keeping McGovern in and I'm playing Josh Ball on the right. That sounds disgusting to yeah. me. <laughs> I was just about to ask, do any of you guys think Tyler Smith should go to the right? No. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't like okay. that. Making sure we're all on the same page with that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially when you think like you've already messed around with him a lot in his rookie season mm-hmm. with what you've yeah. asked to do, you know, asked him to do. But here's the final piece on the offense, guys. CD Lamb, what do we do with him this week? Because he's going to be quite important, um, along with Schultz as well, mind. Um, they have Tyson Campbell, who I mm-hmm. think is. Literally, if we were to go to the Pro Bowl today, he's playing in the Pro Bowl. He's played that well this year. He has. Yeah, he's been yep. phenomenal. Great cornerback over there. The only trouble is, is the rest of the defensive back unit um, has been letting him down because they give up, uh, I believe, his 27th most in passing yards. Um, you know, you've got their off-ball linebackers in there. Devin Lloyd... Uh, as we say in that rotation, but they're not really used in coverage. They're just more as a stop the run type guys, try and put a bit of pressure down on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their safety play is really bad <laughs> when you look at it. So I what I would do personally, if I was smart about this, I don't know what you guys think, because Ty- Tyson Campbell excuse- exclusively plays as an outside corner on the right-hand side. Never moves. Yep. So I'm going to work the middle yep. and the left and keep the ball away mm-hmm. from him. And I, mm-hmm. and because C.D. Lamb is this movable player on the field, you know, you can play him outside, you can play him inside, right, left. There we go. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to keep Noah Brown on that side just so that he's got to cover a guard. 
Yep. Yeah, and by all by all means, start start him off against um, against him and move him in motion as well, and see if he comes across and covers as well, which. You know that'll create mismatches for you as well. If if it's man coverage and you're bringing mm. bringing these guys across, you know, you're asking them to play out of out of position. So and CD CD Lamb is mobile that he can play any any position on yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. on that wide receiver course. So. And and you look as well against the Colts, how much they were putting CD Lamb in motion and how that was working. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. you look at the uh, the ja- the Jaguars, uh, the rest of their secondary. I think the other corner is Darius Williams. If he's not injured, five yeah. nine, he he may be playing exclusively in the slot, which is even better in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they also have, I believe, uh, Trey Herndon, uh, yeah. just yeah. kind yes. of a journeyman type guy. So there are some opportunities on the anybody other than um, Tyson Campbell. And I love Andre Cisco. Um, I pounded the table for him that whole draft. Yeah. But he might not be playing this week either, though. Wow, really? Yeah, he did not yeah. participate. And right. their other safety, uh, Andrew Wingard, he's um, iffy to play. So that's their two starting safeties, which means they'll have to play Rayshon Jenkins, who gives up an absolute ton of receptions. Don't they have uh, Tyree Gillespie out of Missouri? <laughs> um, I think he was drafted um, by Jacksonville, but I don't know if he's playing at all. But that's a, that's a guy I really just, like. Let me have a look at the depth chart. Uh, Gillespie's third string is strong safety, according to their depth okay. chart. So, yeah. so you got Rashawn Jenkins and Andrew Wingard ahead of him. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah, he's going to have. But I don't think he's actually played a snap, though. Um as yet, but yeah, so I mean, it's uh, and like this is a perfect game as well for Michael Gallup to mm-hmm. just get deep. The only issue I got with Michael Gallup is the drop passes, like he made a lot last week in not just a, a, a important moments, but like in the end zone, you can't be dropping there, like mm-hmm. they've got to come reeling in. So let's see what they do with that. And obviously the, the, the other part on this will be uh, Dalton Schultz. And uh, he had a good game, obviously, last week. Led the lead in, led the team in receiving yards. Let's see if he can do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, then. This, let's, let's get to the defense, guys. Uh, really quick. Oh, T.Y. Hilton. It looks like T.Y. Hilton may play this week. So that mm-hmm. may be another option you can throw out there at, um, yep. at the corner. And just keep running them deep as a diversion. Um, what's really cool with that, thinking about it, is Hilton can also play from the slot. He can, yeah. So you've got Lamb and Hilton interchangeable in different positions that can get. Obviously, Lamb isn't going to get deep, although he can. You know, that's not really his type of game, but Hilton yeah. can certainly get deep. It's a different type. Of, it's a different type of getting deep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right, let's try the defense then. See what we get here. All right, then. So our first question, and we've got actually, I tell you what, we'll take the mailbag question from Andrew. Mm. Saying about Micah Parsons is that they talk about the lack of production, um, especially adding the mailbag for blogging the boys as well. Um, is it perhaps that Parsons is feeling a bit of fatigue or playing with injury? Do any of you guys see that? Personally, I think it's utilization over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think it, I think it's I think it's a couple of things. Certainly, last weekend, as soon as as soon as Houston went to the the option game, you know, yeah. that that just put him on the back foot. Yeah, and this, this is this is slightly concerning that obviously we got Philadelphia again in a couple of weeks' mm-hmm. time, um, and we still haven't managed to sort of properly figure out how we're going to defend an option get an option game, which is. It's difficult at the best of times anyway, but it takes it, it puts another second of you know reading keys and yeah, things yeah. like that into it that slows you down. Um you know, I think it was a factor that, you know, as soon as the Houston Texans had that last drive and they needed to they need they needed to go down the field as quickly as possible to to try and level the score or or go for a go ahead touchdown. The Laramie Tunsil, who had been managing to keep um, all of our defensive ends under under control, he suddenly started jumping off sides uh, or f- false starting. Sorry, um, that was because he knew that basically Houston had to pass. Our defenders knew that, and we could tee off on that. I think the main thing is obviously this year you're probably seeing that Micah Parsons has been used more as a defensive lineman. Uh, yeah. or an edge rusher than a linebacker as he was in his rookie year. Um, and that does, you know, that is a question is that you're constantly, if you're going 70 snaps a game against 300, 310-pound, 320-pound guys, that's that's going to be difficult and that is going to wear down on your body. And you've seen instances in like the Rams game where he came off and, it, you know, we thought he'd, he'd had a groin tear and things like that. Um, you know how he it's amazing that he is still playing on the field and what have you but um, I think I think he probably is suffering from a few niggles but then all players are at this this point of the season to be honest yeah uh, it, it, and I think as well they when you look at the teams that they played as well it, we like in this stretch it's been um, teams that have all had um, uh for various different skill levels, mind uh, not skill levels, but skill types, they've had very good running backs they've had to face. Mm. And so that means you can't just like let Parsons, <laughs> they've had to kind of like pull him, rein him back a little bit into an almost right. an off ball linebacker type role. Um, doesn't suit him, but unfortunately, because of the way they were afraid of the game script to go, um, that's what they've had to do. And ironically, the last four games where they faced like some of the, you know, when you think Saquon Barkley, uh, Dalvin Cook, Damon Pierce is, Damon Pierce, you know, yeah, yeah he, he's a good, he's a bowling ball type running back. He's good. Um, you know, you look at that, they played some of the best running backs in the league, yet they did not allow more than 120 yards rushing in each of those games. Mm-hmm. And that's at a time when people are arguing about, well, where's Micah Parsons gone? I just think that it it, it weighs up. Do you know what I mean? But on the back yeah. end of that, let's talk about Leighton Van Der Esch, who I think right now has earned himself a new contract. Yeah, we t- we talked about this on Tuesday that you know he, it, if you consider last weekend as well, he'd shown up on the practice report on the Friday, I think it was within illness and yet on on sunday he was running around nine nine solo tackles five five mm-hmm. assists one tackle for loss mm-hmm. um i think 
you've certainly tail end of last season playoffs. You you saw him getting settled into this position, and you know this defense, and it has worked for him this year. And I think you know he again with with Van der Esch, a lot of the problems were that you know he wasn't on the field because of various injuries. Yeah, Touchwood, Touchwood, he's been available all season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that coupled with the fact that you you know especially in the last four weeks when we've had Hankins on the field as well, Hankins has done a job of holding up guys the the, the right. first area of the offensive line, Keep and that's point. allowed that's allowed these guys to actually flow to the ball and make the yeah, plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this is. Why the why the Landry's flex defense worked was that you know it was basically setting up the defensive lineman to hold up the the offensive lineman and allow guys like um, Leroy Jordan, Bob Brunig, and all that to actually float to the ball, and that's that's what you need in this day and age is something like that as well. And you know Hankins unfortunately is gone, but you've got Bohanna back from the last couple of weeks. He's been off with a couple of knee injuries and what have yeah, you. Yeah. Um, he's back. We've got this guy Rush. Whether he gets brought up or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got Tack McKinley as well, who's capable of playing playing D tackle as well as end. So um, you know, and Tack is good against the run. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But what what one, Marcus? Give it to us. I was just gonna say this. You guys talk about um, Van der Esch deserves another contract, and I know. There are probably people who are watching who think like you're insane. Yeah. But I think our fan base has to get out of watching only Cowboys games so much. <laughs> if you're overanalyzing Van Der Esch, you see all of his flaws, and he has flaws. Of course he does. I'm not saying that he doesn't. Yeah. All right, yeah. but at the end of the day, he's an above average NFL linebacker. And Very much. If the price is right. And he's a veteran. He knows the team. That's definitely something you want to bring back, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys look at social media and you hear a lot of "he's a bomb" type talk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't story. read social media stuff. I just like I let my eyes tell me what I need to know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, like the play, the playing when he's playing downhill, he's getting to that ball carrier. When they're on third down, certainly you're seeing it, especially in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. that when it's third down, you know, like those third and twos, third and threes, and they yeah. decide to run the ball. It always seems to be Leighton Van Resch who, who comes in and makes the defensive stop, yeah. uh, and he's there. And it's not just his uh, ability to come down hill, I think, that's, that's looking better. I think one of the things he's got back is, you know, like that that awareness and like the and like, reaction to what he's what seeing, he's that has that improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's I'm what noticing I'm with him. Yeah. Um, uh, but let's talk but about Jamin Curse. Um, um, oh, I got an echo got from an echo somebody. somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's still got it. I don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, a bit I of an echo. an echo. No, it's no, not, me. not me. Is it me? Check, check, check. Hold up. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is. It's it you, is. Marcus. It's I got an echo, got an echo, from, echo from, you. from you. Okay. <laughs> like I'm hearing like my I'm voice twice. Oh, you're hearing your voice twice. Hmm. What can I do? Hello. Hello. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. 
Nope. Nope. Spock nope. again. Nope. Still there. Still there. Are you here too? And it just yep. came up yep. all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is, it, is it there now? It. Uh, uh. Hello. Hello. Is it still there? All right. All right. I can do this. Uh, hello. Ah, there we go. That's fixed yep, it. That's better. Okay. Uh, yeah, there we are. That's definitely fixed it. Oh. <laughs> Here we are, like, running technical uh, troubleshooting whilst live. Like that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Jaron Curse. Obviously, he's showing up with an injury report, but Evan Ingram's having a big day. Had a big day, I should say, last week. But mm-hmm. I've always said this with Evan Ingram is that. He's not a bad tight end. He's a really good tight end. The issue was with Ingram has always been health. That mm-hmm. he's yep. he's gone like, oh look, look at me. I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really... and the Giants fans will agree with this. And they go, oh yeah, we've got a tight end. And then he's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Obviously, that's why they moved on from him. Um, and at the moment, Trevor Lawrence is targeting him a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, what do we do if Kirst doesn't play this weekend? I think it could be um, you bring McQuamu in maybe and use mm-hmm. use him for him uh, because you got the size. The the, the way um, Jacksonville are actually using him as well, they're using the Evan Ingram as a wide receiver, a big wide receiver, kind of like Atlanta do with Kyle Pitts when yeah, Kyle yeah. Pitts was playing this season. You know, play him outside. Play, very rarely play him in line as a tight end. Um, you know, so you can almost bring another cornerback in and effectively cover him that way as well. So um, maybe, you know, we were talking on Tuesday, maybe because of the the fact that you're not getting anything out of Kelvin Joseph at the moment properly. Um, Sean Wright, you know, that was his first action in in a regular season game at uh, cornerback and, you know, the results weren't there as well. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps try something like McQuamu, um, bring him back in as a cornerback. You know, th- yeah. we have been spelling him in at various points, both as a as a safety and as a sort of cornerback as well in the dime situations. So, yeah, because you don't want to move Bland. I'm quite happy with Bland playing from the slot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's you know, we, we lose Jordan Lewis, everyone panics and Bland turns up and it's like they, there hasn't been a, a skip, you know, they, there hasn't been a beat that's been skipped over there now since. Yep. Um, because, yeah, I mean, they've got, they were cut out, these defensive backs. People will say about, you know, yeah, there's Evan Ingram, but there's also Christian Kirk, who's very sneaky. Um, yep. Texas A&M, Christian Kirk. Um, <laughs> now, he's he, he is... A guy who can maintain the ball, but he's a guy that actually the biggest weakness this Cowboys defensive back group has is when wide receivers get a bit of space and mm-hmm. get the ball. It's that yak problem. And that's what Christian Kirk is really good at. Um Zay Jones also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zay Jones is another one. And like you know, with Zay Jones, it's the body control, it's just insane. And like mm-hmm. it, because he was he was with the Rams, I believe, to begin with, wasn't he? Uh, Rams and Raiders. Yes, that's yeah. right. 
Um, but him and Trevor Lawrence, especially if you look last week, whew, they were mm-hmm. connecting. They've really found um, a good connection, good chemistry there. And it just the, these wide receivers, they're okay. They, they are good. They are. And yeah. I think Christian Kirk is like, he's in the top 10 in terms of receiving yards. So he's a sneaky player to watch out for. But they, they these wide receivers, they've all, they're all, their strengths are like the Cowboys' weaknesses, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And that's what's scary about them. But talk about it, Marcus, because I know you know these guys quite well. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, they have a lot of ball control, deep threat, 50-50 guys yeah. who can go up and make plays. And mm. we all know that that is a, a problem for Kelvin Joseph. Um, Bland, who's been playing very well, we haven't seen him really have to cover deep from the slot. Yeah, that's and, true. and Christian Kirk is not your typical uh, route-running slot. He's a get – get to the second level type guy and split yeah. the safeties. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how Bland can react to something like that if the pass rush can't get there like it hasn't been the past couple of weeks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Diggs follows anybody. Um, I personally think he should follow Zay Jones, but don't know what happened. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to see how Bland performs with an actual athletic deep receiver. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because you think if Curse is, is over there doing that, you've got Tiggs on Jones, then suddenly Kirk becomes that, that what's the word, like the Joker card, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, here it is. This is where the battle lies. Can Bland contain him? If he goes on the outside, you know, if we're playing Mukwamu, if we play Joseph, can they keep him in check? It's, very, it's, it's a tricky one. And then you got Marvin Jones, who's a yeah. 10, 11 year vet, um, mm. height, another height, weight, speed guy. He yeah, doesn't yeah. make a lot of plays, but he'll give you one or two 30 yarders a game if you if you don't keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, he'll give you a few first downs to keep the mm-hmm. thing going. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Travis Etienne, um, which will be something. But the one thing I will say, because people keep panicking about this, is we spoke earlier about you know the the fourth down stop the Cowboys made in our own red zone. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect example of why Demarcus Lawrence is called the best run stop in defensive end in the NFL. Yep, that play was phenomenal. That, that is literally one of the best plays Demarcus Lawrence has ever made. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right then. So. Let me say this really quick because we didn't touch oh, on it. Yeah. The Jaguars have a good offensive line. They like, do, that's, yeah. That's one thing yeah. that we haven't talked about. Yeah. The yeah. reason they're so successful is because their offensive line is not getting Trevor Lawrence touched. Mm-hmm. And also, he's a mobile guy who can get out in space. Yeah. Like, the Jaguars are one of those teams where they have four guys starting who could probably play tackle in the NFL. That's how yeah. athletic they are in their mm-hmm. front five with – Jawan Taylor and Brandon Scherf, and uh, Scherf is playing really well this really year. Really well, yeah. Yeah. So they they have some athletes out there who can who can move the pile if they need to, and ATN is really good at finding those lanes and cutting up the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like the, I, I like the. I like Well, this is we, we talk about how good the Cowboys' offensive line is. Um, like the the, the Jags' offensive line is six in sacks allowed, but 
They are, I think, six in pressures allowed, which is better than the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they the have Cowboys have, have allowed less sacks, but the Jags have allowed less pressures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have yeah. some real athletes out there. I, I love that offensive line. Even the yeah. backups, I love them. They have two guys I think could probably come and help us out a little bit and, and Walker Little <laughs> and my guy Cole Van Lanen. I know Mendoza's listening. He, he heard those two names quite a bit from me in 2021 um, leading up to the draft. <laughs> All right, then. Let's do this. Score prediction. Yeah, baby. So let's get everyone's score predictions and at home. Um, give us your score predictions. Uh, I'll give you mine. I've already handed one in for uh, an blog in the boys, and I've said it's going to be a close one. It's going to come down to Brett Maha's field goal kicks. And I've gone for 27 23. And again, again, I'm awfully close to you as well, Mike. I've got 27-24. So, yep. Uh, I think it's going to be 31-27. I really like their offense. I think they have those good mismatches. I think this is going to be a passing game, which I know a lot of fans don't want to hear. But mm-hmm. uh, Aluakon, he just has Zeke's number. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's what I'm saying. They, they yeah. linebacker core is strong, including him. Yeah. I mean, Aluakon, that, that one makes the difference in the run game. You talked about the secondary outside of uh, Tyson Campbell. There are a lot of holes that could be can, that could be hit on. So I, I think this is going to be a really good passing show between the two teams. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, keep them score predictions coming in, guys, as we move on to the final segment. And it's a bit that everybody enjoys. And Marcus is about to see his name. Let's do this. All right, and here we go. It is, of course, the fantasy section. Get involved at home as well, guys. Uh, basically, this is very, very simple, Marcus. You, we have the team's prediction rates and then uh there are the guests as well oh god i dropped <laughs> so in law last week and law made his predictions and we had to have a horrible game to pick in because <laughs> it looked very very simple we just like yeah cowboys over on everything texans on under on everything that did not come through uh, so Nix leads the guests with an 82% correction, and Hekma okay. is the worst with zero. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> at least the bar is low. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't you worry, Hekma is not happy about that, so he's gonna come back and uh, rearrange that score for himself. Um, so basically, yeah, it's really simple. I'll give you the score. You just tell me whether you think it's gonna be more less or you can push if you want to push basically if the score is 20 points and you push you're saying it's a one point over or under so it's 21 to 19 points um just to keep it simple uh so i'll start us off right guys Dak prescott this weekend 21.9 fantasy points is that over or under let me ask this question are touchdown six points yeah fantasy points is it is it ppr ppr full ppr All right. Yes. 
Uh, what are we going for? Dak Prescott, twenty-one point nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go push on that one. I think. Oh, hold on. Let me get my sheet so I can get your scores in. Right, you're gonna push on that. Okay. Yep. What are we going for then, Mr. Marcus? I'm actually going, I'm doing the numbers in my head. I'm yeah. actually going to push also two touchdowns. Yeah. 175 yards and one turnover. That puts you right at 21. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're going to say, a lot of people saying even, that, uh, yeah, I, I feel that there's going to be an interception in there, which brings the score down. But he's, uh -huh. apart from that, it's going to look not too bad. Yep. No. Uh, Throw in as well some rushing yards in there. I think you'll get like one first down on the ground, perhaps. But yeah, we'll go with that. All right, then. Tony Pollard. Mm, this is where it gets Ooh. interesting. All right. 12.9 fantasy points. 12.9. I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go higher on that one. I think. I think, um, you know, obviously on, on the back of the last couple of weeks, he's, he's certainly. Finding finding the end zone with regularity, um, you know, Receiving and he's contributing. Just going to do it. Yeah, contributing both through the, on the ground and through the air as well. So I'm going higher on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going higher. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? I think it's yeah. the especially when you think PPR that if he gets like say sixty yards rushing and a touchdown, so there's like ten points. So and he needs two receptions, which he's going to get. And he's over. Now that's that's definite for sure. This is a bit of a sneaky one. CD Lamb, 16.2 fantasy points. Actually makes him the fourth highest wide receiver in fantasy this week. I get the reason. Um, yeah. When you think the Jags defense is, uh, I believe, 27th in pass yards allowed. So it's got to go somewhere. Six receptions, a touchdown. I'm going to go ever so slightly over. Okay. Um, now that this is on the proviso that um, you know we are going to see Ty Hilton suiting up. Hopefully, um, I think I think that will open open up some uh, real estate for CD Lamb to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm torn on this one. It is a tricky uh, one. I'm leaning under. No, I, I think this is a Dalton Schultz game. Yeah, that one, that tied with Pollard. I I think it, I think it's Dalton Schultz and Gallup this game. Um, I think those are the two guys that are going to kind of break out. Yeah, I think they'll like probably that. be thirteen or fourteen, but sixteen. I don't know if he's going to get the touchdown that, that helps put him over the top. No. Yeah, well. All right, I like it. Um, all right, then let's get to Dalton Schultz then, since we're on that. Uh, 11.1 fantasy points. Hmm. I'm going yeah. over. I, I, I really think he gets five catches. Five catches. Oh, the yardage is what gets me. Yeah, he'll get, he'll get over. I'm going yep. over. 70-yard game, five yep. catches. He's been he's yeah. been doing a lot of work inside and he's made a couple of uh big plays 20 30 yards so I think yeah. that it helped kind of pad the the passing receiving stats. And like you yeah. think he'd be able to split those safeties on some seam routes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I'll go I'll go higher as well. 
Yeah. Especially if you're talking about their uh basically their two starting corners are hurt. Yeah. That's the guy that takes advantage of it. Yeah, yeah with Cisco out, I mean and Wingard. Yeah, definitely. That's the middle of the field exposed, basically. So yeah. Yeah, you think you'll be able to get that going. Uh, and in recent weeks, obviously, Ferguson's taken away some of Dalton Schultz's True. points. Yeah. Ferguson's no, by no means a lock. You know, he's obviously, he's mispracticed again today in concussion protocol. So yeah. um, he's no no means a lock to come back as well. So it'll be um, it'll be Schultz and uh, Hendershot that will be leading the way. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, Cowboys defense, 6.9 fantasy points. Hmm. The Jags are going to get in the 20s. Does that give you a zero? or does, Do you get any points if a team scores in the 20s? I don't keep up with the defensive stats. Can't remember. Is that not? It is 20. What, what point does it go negative is my question, I guess. I think 20. that's when... I think that's when you hit sort of 29 or so. Yeah, 28, I think, or 29 is nag. But sacks get you more plus forced fumbles, which I think, because Etienne is susceptible to a fumble. He's on four fumbles for the year. Making it difficult, Mike. Mm. Three, four, five. Ooh, 6.9 is right at what I'm thinking. So I'll, I'll push on that. I don't want to say push though. I, I want to. <laughs> you want to commit? I don't want to be that guy, right? I'm going, <laughs> I'm going over. I'm going Good over the team. I like that, it. On the sacks. I yeah. Get at least three. Uh, Lawrence has been going on like a streak of no turnovers. I think one comes this week. Yeah. 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 Because it's been like since about week eight or week nine since. Um, Lawrence has thrown interceptions, so mm-hmm. you think he needs to regress to the mean, yeah, yeah. Lawn, um, I'm I'm gonna go ever so slightly higher, all righty. I like it. Commitment, it's all about commitment, and I like it. <laughs> all right, then, Trevor Lawrence, 17.8 fantasy points over. Ooh, in early with that as well, Marcus. I like he's, it. He's getting some yards this week. I'll put it that way. Yeah, they may not correlate yeah. the points, but he's getting some yards. That's going to help pay at those stats. He, he's gonna he's gonna target the weak spot, which is cornerback, yeah. the cornerback two position. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he doesn't have three hundred passing. Yeah, agree. I'm I'm gonna go higher as well, but I think you know. I think the interceptions are going to come in this game. I think there's going to be at least one pick this game, maybe two, mm-hmm. um, because you know obviously these guys, the guys that we're starting opposite digs, you know they'll get tested a lot of the time, and you know if we can just get a little bit of pressure, get uh, Lawrence running and moving with the ball, that's when the passes will be slightly off target. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, I also let's think go he's ever gonna, so slightly higher. I also think he's going to sneak you about about uh, thirty yards rushing this week too, which yeah always helps a quarterback stats. Does he's got like that weird, you know, like that Aaron Rodgers level of mobility? Mm-hmm. 
and that's how he uses it too. Um, but yeah, that's what we'll go for there. All right, Travis Etienne, 12.4 fantasy points. I'm I'm not happy with that score. The reason being, one is fumbles, two, um, he's very up and down in his yardage. You look, there's like games where he's got 134 yards, 150 yards. Then there's other games where it's like 50 yards, 60 right. yards, 40 yeah. yards. And he hasn't scored that many touchdowns. I think he's only scored like four touchdowns on the year. And like, I think he, he scored one recently. I think against the Titans, he may have scored one, if I remember right. I might be wrong. But it was like all the way back in like week five when he scored his one before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lower on that one. I think. Yeah, I'm going under. Also, I I think the passing game is just gonna be too wide open for. for um, and I North I think there. that's what it is with that, Ian. I don't think that it, it's a case with them where they don't like what he can do. I think they're just so focused on passing, on getting that ball out that that is not a raidish, but. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of distribution they want to chuck around out there, and that's the way he's gone. All right, then, Christian Kirk, 13.5 fantasy points. Definitely over. Yeah. That's I, think, I, I yeah. think he's the guy. That's the one. Yeah. He he's he literally is the, the, the crash mark for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm going over as well, actually. I think yeah. um he he should he should have a good day against us. Um, but what's ironic is that he's really good in the red zone, which mm-hmm. is weird when you think of his size. But the Cowboys have been defending the red zone really well this season, which is quite ironic. Yeah. But all right, then. Evan Ingram. This is an interesting one. 10.6 fantasy points. And this one I got no clue on because it all depends on who plays. That's true. Uh he scored, by the way, three touchdowns in the last two games. Mm. I was I was mm. just about to say push until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he's on four touchdowns for the year, but three in the last two. Yeah, so he's he's developing a target for uh, Lawrence. Just re- very recently. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push on that one actually. I'll just again on the proviso that curses on the field. Yeah, that's the trouble. I'm I'm it's trying not, Yeah, I'm trying not to say push, but I, <laughs> I, I gotta go push on this one too. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, and then the uh Jaguars defenses for six points. Under. Yeah, that's what I got for. I think we yeah. saw a 30. Yeah, and they don't. Uh, this Jaguars defense, um, I think is third worst yeah. in sacks. I think they they've only got like 20 sacks on a year, which is third worst. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. get a lot of takeaways either. Yeah, yeah, lower on that one as well for me. Yeah, there we go. We are locked and loaded. Goes right. on the sheet. I will let you know, uh, by message where you rank, Mr. Marcus. Okay. <laughs> if you can beat me or uh, your guy next, I'd be very impressed. That eighty-two uh, percent was literally like in, almost in one go. What what game did uh, Nick get? Very early one. 
It might have been like the second game, perhaps. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think I think it was. I think it was a Hekma. I think it was like... the first game. So yeah, and I think it, so, so that all went horribly wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was Cincinnati. I think it was Cincinnati. It might have been actually. Yeah. And he literally he got all of them right practically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, what the hell is going on here? Um but yes, so there we go. There we have it. Um your name will forever be on here for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh but that is it. For this week, we will very quickly run through uh, some of the old bills here. Uh, yeah, if you go to a game this year, make sure you book it with Cowboys Experience. They have meet and greet stadium tours, game tickets, tailgate parties, and everything in between. If you do decide to go with Cowboys Experience, make sure you tell them UK Cowboys sent you. Because what happens there, Mr. Lawn? You get free stuff. Yeah, and make sure you follow all these guys. And there's old Bluff City Cowboys like all the way up there on the yep. top third one along next to Varch. And their podcast that you've kicked back in, Cowboys Zone, um, with Brandon from Cowboys Y'all. Um, how is Brandon? You doing all right? Brandon's doing better. You know, he always <laughs> He's has doing better. stuff going on, so... <laughs> Yeah, he's he has his up and down moments, doesn't he? he? Does. It all goes on with him. Yeah, but as long as he's doing it, I'll have to send him a message to see how he's doing. See what's going on over there in uh, in the old Brandon household. It's, it's always entertaining to find out what's going on in his world. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, but yes, that is it from us this week. We will be back on Tuesday with a post game show, so join us then. Um, but thank you very much, Marcus, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you are one, definitely one of our favorite people when you come on. So easy. Thank you, guys. I definitely appreciate that. Yes. So who do you, who do you guys have a guest, as guests next week? You got anybody playing? You what, sorry? Oh, guests. Yeah, guests. Um, I believe we've got a Cowboys Cam fan. Okay. The Canadian, the Canadian group. Okay. Yeah, but we'll get you on again, definitely, um, okay. over Christmas, because we haven't got anyone lined up for the Washington game, if you want to come back for that. That'll be the week after Christmas, right? Yeah, I'll get the date for yep. you there. Okay. We'll book, we'll book you in live on air. I definitely be, <laughs> should be available that week. <laughs> um, so I can give you the date. It would be Tennessee's the 30th. And then, yeah, so it would be the 5th of January. I'll be going back to work. I'll be insane because I'm taking off that whole week before. So I, I don't know if I can get in there. If it's a week before, what about the Tennessee game then? Yeah, Tennessee, well, Tennessee plays on Thursday, right? So are you yeah. guys doing yeah. the Thursday yeah. show? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay. It'll I'll literally be a three pre-game show. <laughs> yeah. I'll be free Tuesday or Thursday. Just let me know which one works best for you guys. All right. Yeah, but we'll talk about it off here and we'll get that sorted. Uh, But as always, guys, that is it from us. Um, And we will be back, as I say, on Tuesday. Um, But as we do all the time, we let the guest and whoever is on the show have the final word. So take it away, Mr. Lorne, Mr. Marcus. Take us out. Right, guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy Enjoy the game. OBJ, the Buffalo Bills signed Cole Beasley, brought him out of retirement. 
get yourself in here, get yourself doing the doing the rehab with Brett Brown, and you might have a chance with us. <laughs> yeah, guys, make sure you keep watching UK Cowboys. They put out great content. They have great guests. Um, always going to be entertaining and educational. So make sure you guys, if you haven't done so already, follow them. You get a chance, go find me at Bluff City Cowboys. Um, we're gearing up for the playoffs, so um, it's going to be a lot of moving parts with the Cowboys, so stay tuned. Keep watching.